On today's episode of Gathering the Kings. The red pill pathway, if you really understand that first movie and what's going on in that movie, is not about an individual who's the chosen one. It's we're all the chosen one. Don't believe anything that people tell you. Don't be like me. We're past that. So what I tell people with red pill pathway is don't copy me. Copy yourself, figure yourself out. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast, coming back to you here today. Here I am with a king on the stage, Larry Call, my man. How we doing? Great, Chaz. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you being here. Last year, I don't know the exact number. I, sh I should have already figured that out, but it was 300-ish episodes that we recorded last year. And wow. you are the first of 2024. Like I said, this is probably going to be coming out uh, maybe February or so, but uh, all good. I'm excited for 2024, as I assume that you are too. I, I am. I think 24 is going to be a different kind of year, and I'm excited to see how it unfolds. I'm, I'm interested to see why you think that, but we'll get to that here in a second. Larry, tell us what kind of business that you have. So I have a few different businesses. Um, one of my businesses is a sales outsourcing company which became a passive income business about three and a half years ago. I have somebody running that for me. It's a virtual company. So I started virtual businesses before people were really doing that. So I got in early. Uh, awesome. um, second, I focused on uh, what's called, I call now Red Pill Pathway uh, from the Matrix, uh, which is a business for entrepreneurs who are looking for freedom satisfaction and happiness without making any compromises. So there's some of us out here who are just got that stubborn entrepreneurial thing and we refuse to conform uh, to other people's expectations. And Red Pill Pathway is designed in eight weeks to help people uh, do that. I love that. You know, get all that I want with uh, not giving up my values or uh, like you said, compromising, I think is actually a lot of at least that's the people who start a business, probably a lot of our listeners. Now, whether they've gotten to that point, I think is maybe a little different. Maybe something that we'll cover here today. I know you've kind of broken down the entrepreneurial journey and maybe some different stages, um, and we can maybe get to a few of those. But before we do that, I want to know, I mean, obviously you've had a successful uh, career in, in multiple businesses, but you're still at it. Like at this point, obviously you're helping other people, but like, but why? Yes. Why are you an entrepreneur? Why won't you conform? <laughs> It, you know, it, it goes back to being five and just re recognizing that I was less interested in what people were teaching me and more what I noticed myself. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think this is an entrepreneur thing. And I've started to think a lot about creative processes and, and artists. And I also think a lot about scientists and I think this next generation of entrepreneurs that really blow things open because we have a big opportunity coming because we're at an inflection point in the dynamic of entrepreneurship right now. And I think 24 is an inflection year yeah. are those of us who really embrace that uniqueness uh, piece of not copying anybody. So what I tell people with Red Pill Pathway is don't copy me. Copy yourself, figure yourself out, yeah. understand how things work. I call it the entrepreneur reality system. You need to know that, yeah. but you find your own way through it. And that is where the big success comes. 
I love that. <clears throat> I want to dig into that a little bit. Um, when I think of some of the things that I've done, I mean, I've been a part of a franchise and so that's, you know, like you, you, you on purpose copy people. <laughs> that's, that is what yeah. a franchise is. Um, but all the way over to even gathering the Kings as a peer group, like I know that there's other peer groups, there's other quote unquote mastermind groups. And I, and I didn't do any research. I want, I went to the board and I was like, what would I want to be part of? How does it yes. run? What's the feel of it? What, what, you know? And, and of course, uh, I found a couple that, you know, uh, I would say maybe are in the same frequency. Um, and that's exciting, but like, I know that I went to the board and I created this thing based out of, you know, what was, what was in my mind. So how, how does an entrepreneur get there? How did you get there? How did I find mm -hmm. myself at the board going, I don't want to duplicate somebody else. I, I want it to be mine. I think there's phases to this and predictable patterns that can be understood and then leveraged for our advantage. If I look at the people who have been the most successful in the world, if I look at the Roy Disney's, the Steve Jobs, people who have created something new that didn't exist before, uh, Rockefeller, Dale Carnegie, and you go into the Napoleon Hill characters, Jim Rohn, it's because something happened and in those inflection moments they made a radical decision to listen to themselves. Yeah. To get to that requires a lot of preparation. Yeah. So going through that phase of mastering the struggle of being an entrepreneur, mastering making effort feel effortless, mastering being up for the challenge is necessary. Learning how to do that is necessary. And there is a copying phase for many people that may be required. Uh, it's never been me, but I think for some that will be necessary to build those skills. I have a natural talent for it. I don't think that's needed, but it is needed, uh, to learn, uh, some of these basics. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say I'd, I would agree with that. Um, and I also agree with that, even if you're not maybe born with it, that you can develop it, which it sounds like you would agree with. Yeah. When I think of my time in the franchise system, I still own a few of those, but it was this, you know, way for me to itch the entrepreneurial, like, uh, let me get out of this corporate thing and go after it. But yeah. I still had, you know, I had the bumpers on, I was still bowling with the bumpers. Um, and, and I grew really fast and I was the youngest guy, the, you know, most look at, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, all of that honestly was just a big learning ground. So like everything that you just said mm -hmm. resonates with me, even I'm hoping that it's resonating with the the listeners. And do you typically find that once they, once they get to that point, like maybe it's a, another business or maybe they reformulate what they're doing in business. Is it like a, another level? There's a interesting dynamic that seems to be consistent around leaving behind that, uh, training ground moment. And sure. it can be, it can be a lifetime. You can get to this in your fifties. Um, it, it doesn't matter. It's nothing to do with age. It's, it's about the individual It's good. where there's a, there's a, an exhaustion from it. There's just a feeling of something's missing. This isn't quite right. Uh, I know I'm here for something bigger and better. Um, and if you listen to the storyline, there's always some kind of massive collapse or failure in the story. And I think that's where the gift is. And some of us are up for that. And that's you, we were talking about courage earlier, and this is the moments of courage. Yeah. 
And I think um, I look back on my own story of those moments of courage, and there's been so many of them. Um, I remember while I was running a business uh, that um, had a massive crisis around the most important salesperson quitting on me and our most significant income product line dropping us um, because I told them the truth about something and I wouldn't do something they wanted. So I created this crisis for myself, basically. And that led to this woman quitting on me. And I'm sitting there in, this, in my office at 10 o'clock at night, feeling totally overwhelmed by the P&L. And I'm looking at it, I'm trying to figure out, what do I do? Like, I know I can find a way to make this work, but I don't want to anymore. Yeah. And I remember sitting there and just giving up. And I felt like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And the minute that happened, answers started to come. And I stopped trying to figure out how to do it. And I got into action very quickly, intuitively, and did the right things, which were things I did not know how to do at all before. It was completely radical shift in activity and decisions and action. And I was willing to have the courage to leap into something new. And I think yeah. this is the entrepreneur adventure is there's just these moments where we have to leave behind what we think we know. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, well, <laughs> if ever, if anybody's paying attention, uh, listening right now, they're like, Oh yeah, they, they've, they've had those moments unless they just started maybe this year. Um, I, they probably I, already had it though. <laughs> probably <laughs> It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> Okay, so what I'm let me just do a real uh, quick recap, and then I want to transition here. I want to use this as a segue, but um, I'm hearing you say that you know we we have these moments of courage or opportunities really to be able to kind of go to that next level, and it takes courage. It takes maybe leaving behind the known, stepping into the unknown. Which we hear these things, we hear them on podcasts, we talk about them, we read them in a book. But like, what's tangible about that? I know that this is probably a something what, what Red Pill does. So maybe use this as an opportunity. First off, tell us why the name Red Pill. Give us a little bit more there. And then give us a little on-ramp here to like, mm. is there something tangible that this means for me in this moment? Um, on September 20th of 2020, I had a, 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 a shift that now I call a quantum leap. And I've learned a lot about this in the rearview mirror of what that is, what that experience is like and how to understand it and how to get it. And it happened due to a manufactured problem and crisis in my own mind that it was very tangible where my business, my sales outsourcing company uh, was going through a, a fake financial cash flow crisis. And the reason I say fake is that the solution for me was just to go back and do the work with the clients myself again. Mm. And I would have had to let some people go to do that. And I would have been back to a decent income. Right. I couldn't do it. The idea of having to go work with clients again was it's just, I just couldn't do it. I didn't want to do it. And I remember feeling like, I just don't know what to do. I feel totally lost in this situation. I don't want to go backwards, but I don't know how to go forward. And I don't know how to solve this cash flow uh, crisis in a way that will allow me to keep this management team. There is a little voice, there's a connection inside us that we gain access to 
when we learn this, what I call the entrepreneurial reality system and how to activate it. And it works like chat GPT. And I can give people a, a way to do it right now is there is a moment of silence, which is the beginning of creation. This is how artists do this. Willie Nelson writes songs by stepping into that moment of silence and experiencing the writing of the song. This is how every single thing that has been created in this world that's big time, important, and unique is created. It's a system. I stepped into that moment, and you can too, by just asking yourself, what do I want? Don't answer. Listen yeah. for the answer and follow that guidance. And that's it. You will know what to do as you step into that. That is a major life change. And when people are ready for that, they know they're ready for it. Yeah, I love that. There's uh, practical books on this or even think time, you know, on, on a weekly basis, you can sit down and, and practically put yourself in a situation where you can allow uh, downloads, you know, to come to you. And I think all this is fantastic. Uh, inside of uh, Think and Grow Rich, uh, Napoleon Hill talks about the mastermind principle. And in essence, mm. uh, that's where we're kind of hinting at. But even inside of being agitated by other people's thoughts, like right now they're listening to us talk and there's a mastermind being created right now. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> there's an opportunity that people have when they understand that they can't have really anything until they first have other things that they don't currently have, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. I, I want th This is interesting though, because... Um, this is a, we might, we might get a little too left here, but, or, you know, just left field. I'll bring yes. it back if we do, but there's this, there's this place where I personally know that there's a bunch of stuff that I don't have yet, which I'm going to learn from you today. I'm going to hear on another podcast. Like there's other pieces that I need, but then there's also a belief that everything I have is right here and I already have it. It's not, nothing, yes, nothing, right. nothing that I need needs to be created. It's already here. It just hasn't been formulated properly in my thoughts. So why, why don't you tell us your opinion on this, on these kind of two different angles? Um, so the way I'll answer the question to stay out of left field is not to answer it um, because <laughs> the answer is yes. Um, however, this is important. Uh, don't believe anything that people tell you. Don't be like me. We're past that. The be like Mike era, the Michael Jordan era. We're past that now. We're in a different era. So the era right. is, what is a belief? Look it up in the dictionary. A belief is somebody tells you something and you accept it as true for you without examining it. It's a belief. The secret answer underneath the belief is your own knowingness experience. Your knowing what's true for you is always right. The problem is courage and confidence. So clarity, confidence, and certainty comes from recognizing that you have all the answers now already. All you have to do is allow yourself to challenge your beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you pose a super simple way to step into it, which is what do I want? And then, and then shh, quiet, quiet everything down and just uh, see what, what's in there. I think that, you know, and before we hit the record button, you kind of mentioned that, you know, there's different, you know, different walks of life, maybe have different names for these things. But, you know, generally we're talking about principles that, you know, have worked forever. Um, yeah. and, and maybe people call them different things. But uh, generally speaking, we're, we're, we're talking success principles. I want to transition into, you know, your, how you help clients inside of Red Pill. 
Um, we talked briefly about some steps that people go through. Talk about where they start out and, and then let's see if we can go up a rung or two. So these are the three transformative shifts. The first shift is about the awareness of uh, recognizing that we're moving beyond this era of sales and marketing. We're, we're moving into this era of experiences where yeah, that's right. starting in the 70s with the positioning uh, 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 revolution of figuring out who's your audience and how to differentiate and how to get them to do what you want and then how that moved in content and digital marketing and analytics. So you were able to figure out all the time what would work. So that was a, a sort of a fulfillment of that whole era. And what I think we're finding now is everyone's wise to it. Um, so the table stakes are, are so high in that, that it's a diminishing return. So this new era of people are coming at an elevated awareness of who they are, what they are, and how these entrepreneurial reality systems work, like we've been hinting at sort of this yeah. inner journey intersection with entrepreneurship. That's the second big revolution and it's expanding very quickly. Crossing the chasm in my judgment in 2024, like um, AI did last year. Um, the third revolution is in the business models. So before we were copying business models around financial investment and leveraging people, and then it evolved into this idea of content and leveraging content. Um, now that is starting to end as well, even though all three of those things are valuable. But what we're learning now is how do you use these systems to create a high margin business based on who you are? So if you're a creator, do that. But if you're not, if you're more of a natural coach or a wingman or, or right. someone who wants to be in the trenches with people, don't build a business that way. Build a core using these technologies for leverage of your time. So you're spending your time actually doing what you want and your pricing model should reflect that. So there's enough margin in the PL. So you're able yeah. to do this. So again, it goes back to not copying. So those are the three big shifts I think totally. we're seeing. So for the guy who has, he's hearing all of this listening right now for the first time going, okay, this sounds cool, but like, what do I do tomorrow, Thursday <laughs> to like try to try to get out of this? Or maybe it's even a, a reference to the matrix here, but how does he break through from the 98 to the two from mm -hmm. his thinking or just being able to even see like, okay, like I see that journey, Larry, but like, what does that mean to me in 2024? So for people like this, the idea is how does that become easier and more fluid? My absolute just conviction around this is it is about the power of the entrepreneur um, reality system and not understanding it, but starting to do some of these things that are principle-based. So knowing how to do that is part of knowing yourself. So we can't, we, we don't have time to get too deep into this, but the red pill pathway, if you really understand that first movie and what's going on in that movie is not about an individual who's the chosen one. It's we're all the chosen one. So the idea is choosing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of actually, uh, when I was a uh, W2 employee, you know, early twenties working a corporate sales job and becoming a sales leader and sales manager and 
sales director. And I, I looked around at my peers and it was, I actually had the feeling very similar to what you're describing here of like, you guys, like, I'm not even like doing great. You guys just aren't even doing what you're supposed to. You're going to make me get promoted. Yes. And, and so the, you know, the thing in that moment was, of course, I was trying to be the best. And of course I was trying to excel and do well. And they just weren't, they just were just clocking in and clocking out. And it's just, you know, just like, you were like, just, just okay with the struggle and okay with this. this just, I've just resolved to this is how life is. And at some point you wake up and you go, no, no, I'm not going to have that. And then it becomes like super starkly different because you start paying attention and you're like, I'm not even going to have to really try that hard. That is just more of a, an awareness of going, well, everybody else is just not even trying. And a little bit of effort really starts to propel that upward, yes. that next motion, right? Hey, kings and queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. We put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team, into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like, comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, <laughs> all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms, or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Yes, and, and I call that the road less traveled. And the, the road less traveled is not crowded. Um, yeah. And if you wanna move into the top 4%, top 1%, and even above that to the 0.001% or transforming industries and expand beyond their domain, uh, it, it is a matter of simply decision. It's saying, I'm going to do that. Um, and then recognizing that there are certain principles and rules that you will discover that give you an understanding that we're living in a kind of an upside down world where uh, a lot of what we've believed to be true is what's keeping us from getting what we've really always wanted. And I, I think if you look at certain people, there's something in there that can, can, can break through. So for me, as a kid, I lived in, I would call shame, fear, um, grief. Like I, I, I really struggled a lot as a kid. I was actually in a 12 step program in AA from the ages of 17 to 24, which is when I started breaking out of that, but I did not fit in. I could not find a way to fit in and I blamed myself for it. I took on that belief system is I'm a disease that needs a cure. I'm a, a I'm a problem in search of a solution, all of which was completely wrong. Um, yeah. But that's possible for anybody to do. That isolation, you know, like the recognition that I'm different. And I think entrepreneurs in general feel this way. But then again, uh, going up a level to high-performing entrepreneurs, however you can define that, um, you just start looking around. You're like, wow, there's just not, there's not that many of me. Um, to to your point here, and just kind of almost feeling like, well, geez, maybe I've done something wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the one that needs to come back down or settle back down yes. or not be as intense or not be as obsessive. 
um, not knowing that this is how I'm created and actually I should press into it, not away from it. You said an interesting word. I was going to bring it up and you just did. So I'm, I'm thankful for it. You brought up the word fear and that you experienced that as a kid. We all experience it. This is how, our, this is how like biologically we're kept alive all this, all these years. But I'm curious, what do you think about fear? What do you think about the listener overcoming fear? Mm. Does it really play that big of a difference? Give us your thoughts. I, I think there's only two real states of emotion. Now, I'm not talking about feelings. That's different. Uh, but in terms of emotion, there's really only two. There's feels right and doesn't feel right. So these are electrical signals that are being sent to us. And one of those signals is fear. And that's the doesn't feel right. The other signal is feels right, which is experienced differently by each individual. Um, I think for most people, it's a feeling of accelerated openness of just knowing that this thought I'm having, this action I'm taking, this impact I'm making is right, right now, even if I'm trying to talk myself out of it. Um, so one of the things that I really got to master over a couple of years that I started seriously in November of 2022 was this regulator system of really tuning into this feels right, doesn't feel right. And recognizing the difference between that and a feeling state. So these emotional indicators is the inner knowing of what's right for you to get what you really want. And the problem is you can't ask anybody else, right? You're the only one who can do it. You've given us, you've given us some hope here. I think that, you know, I'm paying attention. Would you call this your gut, your instincts? This so I've noticed that's a great question. So there's five ways I've identified we access this regulator. Um, so there's, and this matches up with a lot of uh, studying that I've done. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty convinced it's true. And then I've experientially seen this with people I've worked with and with myself. So there's thought, feeling, heart, visualization and creative objects. So what you do is you start to recognize where that information is coming to you. So this is important to avoid the guru trap of someone who had these experiences succeeded and is now saying, do it like I did. Mind or thought is different than mind. So thought is basically, it just comes in like a like an idea, and it just sort of tells you, this is right. You want to lean into that and you want to follow that guidance and, and prompt it like you would do chat GPT. Just ask it, what are you saying? Why do you want me to do this? You begin a inner dialogue, Socratic dialogue. This is what Socrates taught. Socratic dialogue with self to get to truth. This is what you want to do. Now for others, it's not going to work at all because they're accessing it through their body. So they have a feeling in their body of this is right for me. Now, where does that lead? Then you know, and when they explain it to me, I don't understand. I just know, right. oh, you're doing it in a different way than I do. So if I'm constructing my program, I'm not saying to people do it through thought, like I do, I'm saying, figure out how to do it yourself. 
you cannot explain that experience to somebody else because we all experience it a bit differently. So heart expansion and connection is a third way. Visualization are people where they get images in their mind. So George Lucas is probably a visual connector where he just saw Star Wars as a movie in his mind, in his imagination. And he just said, I'm going to create that. And that image in his mind taught him how to do it. He connected into it, um, probably Walt Disney, maybe, you know, same thing. He saw that theme park in Orlando when everyone else just saw um, overly priced marshland. <laughs> now, I don't know him, but I have this feeling that's how he did it. Now, I don't, I don't work that way. I don't. So I know how I work. When you know how you work, you can lean into this and use it to your advantage. Is there a way that the listener can find out how they work, whether they're thought, heart, feeling, well, or visual? Yes. I mean, anybody can do this, but the price, here's the price you have to pay. You have to learn how not to be distracted first. Second, you have to learn how to be with yourself. Um, third, you have to have confidence in yourself instead of find, trying to find somebody who will teach you how to do it. Um, I have a system in terms of how to do it, but I'm just going to show you how you can do it, right. but I'm not going to do it for you or tell you anything. Um, because if somebody does, it's not right. So simply what I would say is pick a time, pick a place every day to be with yourself and ask yourself that question. So the, I, I wrote an article on medium. Um, if you go to my website, redpillpathway.com and you scroll down to the bottom, there's something called the entrepreneur experience. And it's, I asked Robert, Robert Oppenheimer, who created, um, the Manhattan project and led to the atomic bomb, which is basically turning matter into energy. So I asked him the reverse, how do you turn energy into matter? Um, and it's an eight, seven step creation process basically. And step one is is existing in this moment of nothing. So the moment of nothing inside you does not require you to meditate to get to that moment. It requires you to make a decision to go be by yourself for a while. Now you need to do this every day, every day and expand that. Now that's a certain discipline for someone who can do this. Anybody on the planet can do this. Is this special? Cause some people are better than others or smarter. It's that's ridiculous. Like anybody has access yeah. to this. That's right. That's right. I think that's super practical. I appreciate you sharing. Um, I want to, I want to ask you one more kind of maybe in the weeds question. And then I've got uh, kind of a question here to, to wrap us up. <clears throat> You've talked a lot about decisions and, uh, and being able to kind of make a decision to kind of break out of, of that X axis, X axis for you in your journey, what was that? Was it a good decision? Was it a bad decision? You kind of talked about maybe having courage in those yeah. low moments. What was that decision for you where like you saw things differently and maybe you started to do things differently after it? I think it came from a feeling of consequences that I didn't want to experience. Uh, it was a recognition that if I don't go all the way with this, um, I'm not going to succeed because I couldn't do what I used to do. So the approaches that I took most of my life yeah. that had worked uh, and led to success would not work anymore. I just couldn't do it. And I knew that 
and much of the society was telling me I was wrong. So it was a, it was an inner struggle of listening to myself uh, a lot of the time. And what happens over time, if you do this long enough is you recognize that you're teaching yourself all the time. So it's not some voice talking to you. It's not some outside influence or any, it's yourself is you're connected to yourself and you're teaching yourself through an inner dialogue. Because when you, you think of this idea of getting to know yourself, talking to yourself, that is a dialogue in a relationship. The connection of that relationship, when it's done consistently, gives you all of the answers. So we kind of started here, which is we already know all the answers. Mm -hmm. And this is true. And we are unfolding something that we are in a way already aware is there for our us yeah. as potential, but we just haven't paid attention to it yet because we're chasing something right. that someone else did that we think we want. Um, it's kind of That's simple good. in a way, but it's just backwards yeah, no, it, no, from what most is. people are doing, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, even just from a, like talking out loud, you know, I, I, I can't tell you how many times where someone's giving advice and I've done it multiple times where you're like, I'm actually really just talking to myself. If you hear me, fantastic. But really I'm just giving advice to myself in this moment. I used to do the same thing when I was a sales trainer back in the day. Um, I, people would ask me, I was a top sales producer. Why, why do you spend time doing this? Cause I know you can make more money just making another sale for yourself. And I was like, actually, uh, the benefit here. Yes. I, you're right. I would get paid more if I just made another sale as, as opposed to helping you. But by helping you, I get to coach myself three times a week in a very intense way because I get to coach you and two other people right behind you. I think when you hold on to that, it's like, okay, like I'm searching or I'm after the better version of myself or a better, you know, a better uh, self-awareness. And it's going to take like just a click. And I don't know when the click's going to happen, but I'm going to keep after it yes, until it that, happens. That's, that's great. And, and I, I, I want to go into that a little bit before you ask your wrap up question, because you get to a point where there's a recognition that I'm here to perfect myself through supporting individuals that need me by allowing them to have the experience they're having and sharing mine with them, period. So it's, it's the ultimate selfish act in a way of I'm yeah. here to perfect myself through you as the student. Literally, I have a Facebook ad out that's active right now. And it's a, it's a group of some of the, you know, Gathering the Kings members. And it says something like no gurus, just real entrepreneurs trying to help each other. Just, you know, keeping it simple on the ad. But that's everything you just said. I'm like, yes, because I don't want to be the guy. I want to be part of the guys or, or gals. I want to be part of the solution for me, for you, because it's going to take little pieces. And I think when you understand that truly, yeah. that we're just on a big old journey and I'm just going to need to keep getting pieces along the way from different people in different seasons, different friendships, different, you know, family members, different podcasts, you know, guests, whatever it mm -hmm. is. It's like, man, I'm, I'm just looking for the pieces I can put in my backpack and get rid of the ones I don't need anymore. And on the, on the journey we go. Okay. So last question here, uh, this is going to be, it's always my last question. If you could roll back the time and chat with the younger Larry, mm. you tap him on the shoulder and you lean down to him. I don't know how old he is. I'd like for you to tell me, but what do you, what do you tell the younger Larry? What do you, what do you, what do you whisper in his ear? Um, you're right. And they're not pay attention to yourself.
you're actually are right. Don't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. What do you think would be different today with the younger Larry getting that message? I think I wouldn't be as successful. And, and I, I, I think that I see, um, a reality for me that other people can't quite see yet. And I know that that success is inevitable. And I think it required the stories I've got of rolling sample cases through the airport, uh, flying up to department stores when I was in my twenties, selling stuff they didn't want to buy and selling insurance to businesses door to door when I was in my forties. And cashed out on a business and was trying to figure out how to get a state farm or insurance agency. And then realizing a year later, I, I was going to get one because I got through the nepotism stuff, but I didn't want one. So now I understand how financial services and insurance works and how that kind of sales work. All those things are necessary. And if, so I, I have one thing where I said, you know, the money, there was no money in the bank account. And I thought there was going to be a hundred grand in the bank on a particular date. And there was no money there. And I was like, what happened? Why is there no money there? Well, what did I get instead? My fear of criticism, I disappeared. My historical impatience minimized. Uh, my feeling of needing to be validated by other people went away. Um, so that um, experience of not getting what I wanted got me that, and which is, you know, people pay a hundred grand for that with coaches. And I got That's it right. by not getting the hundred grand I thought was going to happen with this product launch yeah. that I did. Yeah. Yeah, super powerful. Uh, the conversation I'm sure could go on for hours. Uh, I can I can tell. But if the listener is intrigued about uh, what you do and how you help entrepreneurs through these stages, how can they find you? Um, where can they engage with you? So redpillpathway.com is the starting uh, point. And there's three ways to create an experience for the world. There's no like and trust phases. So if you want to know me more, scroll to the bottom and there's links to my entrepreneur three-year entrepreneur experiment and the entrepreneur experience, which is podcasts and articles and things at different levels of depth, depending on where you want. Like is get involved in some of the things I'm doing. So I have a LinkedIn Live on Friday. I have an event I run every two weeks called the Entrepreneur Experience. If you go to the site, you'll see all that. You can sign up and come and get to know people. Third, trust. If you're ready to talk, um, just make sure you fill out what's on the calendar. And there's no point in meeting anybody until you're ready to talk to them. So check out the no like stuff first uh, before you waste your time and my time on a call. But I'm happy to talk to anybody who's ready for what they don't know and don't need to know. But you'll know. And when you're ready, schedule. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, you, <laughs> you've given practicals. Uh, you've given, you've given theory, you've given it, uh, all to us really. Uh, I just really appreciate not only just your uh, sharing here today, but just the wealth of experience and clear study that you've done that you can bring just knowledge to the table here today. And like you said, for the right person who's listening, let the ears hear what they hear today. And, uh, for whatever action that they want to take, we'll put all that in the show notes, make it super easy for them. Larry, you, uh, you have a great mind. I appreciate you sharing it with us here today. Blessings to you in all that you do in 2024. Thanks for being here, brother. Yeah. Thanks, Chaz. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. 
More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1000 Kings specifically who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling Kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family and communities. And here's what we believe that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.